Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We've got a great lineup for you today on the show. Uh, One of the things I love to talk about, which I don't get to talk about that often, is how many times in our lives are we either categorized in a way that doesn't make sense to us or we somehow take some kind of assessment, whether it's a personal assessment for lifestyles. There's so many right now out there, you know, uh, that we could look at to get insight into who we are and how we are. I mean, we could even include astrology into the conversation. But the one thing I've always been fascinated with in my own personal journey is what it meant for me to, for the first time, like in a career, because we did this back in careers, to take this thing called the Myers-Briggs And then that was telling all of the people on our team, supposedly what was our our personality type. But before we really understood this, and I mean before we really, really, really understood this, there wasn't any help for those of us that were put in a category that made no sense to our management. Today, I'm thrilled, you know, that Jane Fickle has come out today and has written a book that if I had it in my hands, it would have made such a difference for me. The Introvert's Complete Career Guide, From Landing a Job to Surviving, Thriving, and Moving on Up. And the reason I love this and what we're about to talk about today in the show is it's twofold. One is... The day that my Myers-Briggs score came back and it literally was, according to the people that administered it, it was one of the highest introvert scores they had ever seen. Uh, And so they made me take it again. And in my journey with this particular test, I ended up taking the Myers-Briggs four times within a two-week period. Now, why was that? Because they couldn't understand, one, how I was as good as I was at managing large groups of people. And at that point in time, I managed a graphics group and turned it around. They just, it didn't make sense back in the day when we didn't understand this. So for those of you out there that want to understand if you are an introvert and can even make sense of me, Dr. Pat, doing what I do every day. Today, Jane is going to shed some light on this. Career coach, speaker, author, 25 years experience in helping people understand career transitions, how to look at a workplace, workplace adjustments, you name it, she has been there. You know, besides all of her credentials, she is somebody that gets it, but is bringing a message to all of us that have been categorized as introverts. Jane, it's great to have you. Oh, I'm delighted to be here, Dr. Pat. You know, when Linda got the book, my best friend, right? She was with me back in the day when I took these, uh, you know, I had this, uh, this Myers-Briggs is just one form, right, Jane? I mean, now what we have is I can't even think of how many assessment tests we have. But when you hear that word introvert, and I want to start here with you, when people hear the word introvert, I think introvert and extrovert are two of the most misunderstood words on the planet. What have you found? 
Um, that's absolutely true. And I thought your example was so fascinating because <laughs> I think we do, as a culture, put a lot of negative labels on introversion. And there's so many wonderful things about it. But I think um, in terms of the definition of extrovert, I think we think in our culture that extroverts are social butterflies and introverts are wallflowers. Right. And those are very extreme. And I think what's important to understand is that extroversion and introversion isn't about social skills. I mean, it can affect your social skills. It's about your energy. So it might be interesting to um, think about the fact that um, this theory was developed by Carl Jung uh, many years ago, and he was a disciple of Freud, a Swiss psychiatrist. And he obviously broke with Freud. But this is his personality theory. And basically how he saw extroversion and introversion, it's our energy. It's our drive. So extroverts are more energized when they have a lot of opportunities to interact externally with people, with activity. And, of course, it doesn't mean they never want it to be alone. But their energy just tends to expand when they're around a lot of people and are very active. Introverts like people and they like activity, but they need more time to be alone because they get their energy inwardly from introspecting, from reflection, from having a chance to kind of process. They tend to think before they speak up. So it's just a different energy, but they don't lack social skills. They're not <laughs> antisocial. <laughs> They do. Some of them are excellent public speakers um, and they do know how to network, but they do. The challenge is that, you know, we're up against a very extroverted culture. Yeah, I, I wanted to talk with you about that. In, in, and this is really the dynamic of careers right now, I think. On the one hand, we're looking at an extroverted culture in the way that there is availability to share information. And people are sometimes taken aback when people that are out in the public don't engage in social media. I am a non-engager, wow. right? I am out in the public, certainly have a social media presence, but everybody around me on my team is like, Pat, people want to know more about like what you're doing when you're not on air. Do you think maybe you can post something on social media that doesn't talk about issues that are in the public interest like healthcare. Can you just, can you get on air and like, how about post a picture? Okay, so I did this. I play a sport. I play a sport. And when people hear me play this sport, they think she can't be an introvert. But I happen to play a sport that at so many levels requires the characteristics of an introvert. So I play the fastest racket sport on the planet, table tennis. The, the rate by which you hit that little ball requires such a level of focus. So help us understand the misconception about introverts. Because a lot of time what seems to happen is introverts, especially in a career or looking for a job, they get labeled as not focused or they get labeled in certain ways and not social is one of them. As a matter of fact, most of my career in the workplace, I've been called unapproachable, right? I mean, look at me, right? right? <laughs> um, right. And when I go to networking <laughs> events, I'm sitting at a table, people know who I am, right? And I don't yeah. say anything and people want to know if I'm sick. So. Help the introvert out today. Okay. So I think, um, you know, the challenges that um, introverts face is that they do tend to be quieter. It doesn't mean they're quiet. They're just quieter. And they're more modest and they're very observant. Um, and that's what's natural to them. So once they're in this extroverted culture, in order to succeed, they do have to push themselves. So what I usually say is embrace your introversion. There's so many wonderful things about it, but because our work culture is so extroverted, you're going to need to move a little bit beyond your comfort zone and just sprinkle in some extroverted skills. Yeah, I love what I've had to learn to do about what you're talking about. And my corporate work, 
has given me feedback because they don't give you these assessment tests because they got nothing to do and they want to pay a bunch of consultants, right? <laughs> right, right, right. They give it to you to see, oh, does it explain anything? But when we're talking about career, there clearly so much people can learn from your book, right? Because if I go to an interview in my, let's call it introverted state, I probably will not do well unless they're looking for some kind of person that is of a high caliber of engineering, which they really want you to maybe be off in a corner, not really meet with anybody and discover the next best thing, right? And I worked with a ton of people at Bell Labs that were that. But how do we take the depth and breadth, especially of what you've done so brilliantly in the book, when you lay out introversion, extroversion, how do we take these and adapt to the workplace that you talked about? Right. I think that's an excellent question. So I'll just give you a quick example of my own experience. So when I first worked at the University of Pennsylvania, I was so thrilled and excited. And then I got there and it was very competitive, lots of people talking, and I would go to staff meetings and freeze up. And it got, you know, each time I tried, the harder I tried, it seemed like the worse it got. And I was trying so hard to figure out how to resolve this. And I think sometimes when you have a mini crisis like this, you're looking for an opportunity and it presents itself. So I had an opportunity to move to a different area of the office and I was told I would need to interview. And the new potential boss said, I don't need to interview her, she's great. So that was pivotal because I realized there were parts of being introverted that were really positive, that she was observing the grace and the diplomacy that I showed working with students and alums. But the problem was I still had to figure out how to speak up at staff meetings. And so we would be in a meeting with my new boss and she would say, well, you need to bring this up at staff meeting. You need to uh, tell them about this program that you're doing. So I probably stuttered through the first few times, but then it got easier and easier. And I realized that if I could think about what I wanted to say before the meeting, I could successfully execute my thoughts. So that's one of the main points that I talk about the book. If introverts can use that natural ability to reflect and think before they go into major events, like an interview or a networking event or even a meeting, you know, they can be as successful as any extrovert. So what happens is extroverts think and talk at the same time and introverts want to process and think before they speak up and then the meeting's over. <laughs> so they have to figure out a way to, um, you know, get in there, get their thoughts in there. Oh, I love this. We're going to take a short break, Jane. But when we come back, I want to go through parts of the book. I love the book, by the way. Oh, and, great. you know, Thank what you. you do is you take us on a journey from what the myth of introversion is. I call it misunderstanding, misconception. Right. Right. Because right. that's my experience. But as I go through the book, I, I'm, I go through and I've looked at have I changed or have I had to change or okay. have I had to develop a new persona? When we come back, I want to talk with you and we're going to give a copy of the book away. I want to talk with you about the quiz you have in the book. One of the quizzes okay. you have, because Great. it's so insightful. But along the way, the key to this is what you're teaching us about how to show up in a world that may require us as introverts to perhaps look a little bit more extroverted, but not lose sight of who we are. That's what this book is about. We have three right. copies to give away. Right. Let's take a short break, Mr. Benny. And when right. we come back, we're going to dig deeply into this. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Living Lighter Radio with Jason and Patricia. We have an ecosystem approach to your life. 
Tune in weekly every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio as we, Jason and Patricia, discuss what's truly holding you back. We offer you the tools you need to reach your goals and at the same time be living lighter. For more information about living lighter, visit www.livinglighter.org. Calling all moms, it's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms Helping Everyday Women Create Extraordinary Lives, Mondays at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit empoweringenergy.com. That's empowering with letters N-R-G.com. Did you know that when working with the law of attraction, it's beneficial to share your longings with a supportive tribe who can assist in maintaining accountability and hold the creative space for your desires to manifest? I'm Autumn Seibel, host of Golden Otter Radio, where the metaphysical meets the mainstream. Join me each month at the new and full moon to plant your seeds of abundance, consciously tend to your intentions throughout the lunar phases, then harvest the fruits of your co-creation with the universe in my Lunar Manifestations members-only forum. Your tribe is waiting for you at goldenotter.us. Are you looking for the perfect setting for your next workshop or retreat? At Spirit Fire Meditative Retreat Center, cultivating consciousness is what we do best. Our guests count on us to create an atmosphere that supports serenity and well-being. We lead from the heart and create space for the mind. Freshly prepared meals designed with local and organic ingredients, 95 acres of beautiful woods and pastures, and a facility built with green in mind. This is what you'll find at Spirit Fire. For more information, visit spiritfireretreatcenter.com. Have you ever wondered if there's a way to heal the deep, hidden inner issues, wounds, beliefs, and traumas? The journey into spiritual healing engages people in all areas of their lives to heal themselves and others. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Dr. Jaffe brings conversations of healing of body, mind, and spirit as he merges the excellence of traditional medicine with the beauty of spiritual healing. For more information about Dr. Jaffe, this show, and his work, visit drjaffemd.com. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit BurnBrightToday.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Jane, Jane, Jane is in the house. Jane, before we get going here, I want to tell everybody we've got three copies of this book to give away. And I want to say two things about it. I may miss I may misspeak. Uh, This is the introvert's complete career guide for landing a job, surviving, thriving and moving up. But here's what I want to say about this. Well, I know that this is an enormous body of work and and a gap that you're filling uh, for a lot of people. This book for me, when I read it, and I read it one time and then I read it again to come back to it. What I realize there's more here that you can discover if you're somebody like me that may have to do with career, but has a whole lot to do with life. Um, Jane, how can people find out more about you? And then we're going to give a copy of the book away. And by the way, questions for Jane, us introverts or extroverts. How do we find out more about you? Well, I think the best way is through my website, and that's janefinkelonword.com. And you can find out more about the book, but you can also learn more about the background and how I work with uh, clients on a variety of career issues. And the, the book's also available on Amazon and uh, Barnes & Noble. Awesome. 1-800-930-2819. Three copies of this book. All right, let's talk about this for a minute. First of all, whenever I talk and I do a talk, I always bring up that I'm an introvert because it's so shocking. So I'm doing a keynote speech. And by the way, I'm sharing a stage with Shirley MacLaine, right? So I'm doing this this speech and we're we're out there and I do the introduction, I do my talk. So when I share that I'm an introvert, you can hear the moans and the groans in the audience. The people that are like, come up to me after my talk and they say, no. 
fast forward to where we are today. A lot of books have come out about introverts. So we got, we've gotten a little better at understanding. But do you know who are some of the people that we may know in the public arena that are introverts and have achieved success? Because sometimes, Jane, don't you think <clears throat> introverts are not associated with the word success? <laughs> right. And, and, you know, it's always, it's always valuable to look at models. And uh, Bill Gates is an excellent... Uh, example. He actually is very open about introverted introversion. He thinks that if you give an introvert a problem and you give them time to dig deep, that they will probably come up with a very creative and product, productive solution. And look at him. <laughs> and also, also Ruth Bader Ginsburg. There was a documentary made about her. Um, and every when they switched the camera and they asked other people who knew her, to describe her, she's a quintessential introvert, modest, quiet, uh, intense, serious, this amazing ability to concentrate. That is really key because after I saw that documentary, I, I honestly, when I looked at it, you know, some of us get, what do you, what is it miscategorized? So most of my career, and even when I coach sports, Two words came to the forefront. Intense. She's like intense. Okay, she's intense. Right. 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 Uh, and unapproachable. And the reason that, that I got flagged for that is because I never said anything. Right? When I come in the morning and I'm managing a team of people, right. I shut my door. And people mm -hmm. are like, oh, my God, what is she doing? But let's talk about introvert. In the book, you outline, and again, 1-800-930-2819. And by the way, if you've got questions, you could either come on air or you could just give them to Benny. You put a little quiz mm -hmm. in the book. Right. Before I get to the quiz, here's my burning question as I'm reading the book. Do introverts change? Like if I were to take like some one of the tests today, is it likely that my score will change? And I'm not saying like change a little bit that maybe, you know, I have different, but I mean, is it possible that I'm going to go from as introverted as I was over there to now I'm an extrovert? Um, well, according to the research, the Myers-Briggs group does <laughs> research and they yes. say that uh, they've, I guess they've taken a look at that and they say it doesn't usually change dramatically. It can change. And the reason that is, is because your experiences and the environment can enhance or impede whether you're introverted or extroverted. And the other interesting thing about the research is that they say as people age, that even extroverts start to move a little bit towards introversion because they're thinking about their life, you know, what they've accomplished, maybe what they want in the future. So they do become a little bit more introspective. And, you know, there's some people who end up in the middle just based on the fact that they may have been in a job or in a situation that required such a great deal of extroversion and they become comfortable with it. But I don't think, I sort of believe it's inborn and I don't believe um, it ever totally goes away. But I think that the great thing about introversion, because we're forced to uh, develop extroverted skills, is that it brings some balance. We know when to be quiet. We know when we have to learn to speak up. And I think that's almost the strength of introversion, too. So even though we're faced with these challenges and the negative, I think extroverts often do have a negative view of introversion. So I've talked with people, and as you said, people love to talk about whether they're introverted and extroverted. And often when I talk to an extrovert, they'll say, oh, but I know an introvert, and that person can interview, or that person gets so nervous when they have to do public speaking. So they really typecast them. And as you said, your experience and my experience has been that we – uh, can very successfully do public speaking or interviewing, we may have to prepare in a different way than an extrovert. I think that's the difference. Um, you know, one of the things that I want to talk about and I love about what you've written in the book is you take us on this journey, almost like a little navigation map, right? And you really unfold so many things. So I want to just mention a few of them. You know, you talk about blogging, 
right? You right. talk about social media. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about, I am the queen of hashtags. See, if I, if there was nothing <laughs> else I could do on social media, <laughs> because I've been called the queen of sound lights. And so I don't know how anybody could be the queen of hashtags and the queen of sound bites and be as introverted as I am. But your book describes it yeah, in so many ways. Help us understand for those other introverts and extroverts, by the way, that are mm-hmm. out there, what the dynamic of this is. Um, are you mean? Are you referring to social media? I, I'm referring. Yes, okay. I'm referring okay. to a couple of different things okay. here. First of all, blogging is my worst nightmare. Okay. But I will. I will tell you. I try. <laughs> if I could talk my blog, I'd be right. good. Okay. So I think that social media, even though you uh, maybe it's not your favorite thing, I think it's a gift to uh, introverts, especially in the workplace. So really to be savvy now, you have to know how to use social media, but it's a great way for introverts to get some visibility. So if they are a little shy uh, or they're, you know, they're modest about um, speaking up about all the wonderful things they've done, they can stay behind the screen and develop a profile on LinkedIn and be able to highlight all the accomplishments or all the great things they're doing. Um, without having to speak in front of a group. The other thing is that they can build, nothing replaces in person, but they can build relationships in a comfortable way by introducing themselves on LinkedIn, also by posting articles or acknowledging other people who have posted articles and you bring up blogging. So, you know, if you've developed a certain um, expertise, you could become a blogging star by, you know, uh, having people follow you and providing advice that could be useful and, and uh, help people succeed. So it's bringing attention to you in a way that is often comfortable for introverts. So I'm a big supporter of social media. Awesome. Now, (laughs) I will tell you, I like to do, I like to engage, but my team tells me, okay, so Pat, look, this is our Transformation Talk Radio account. This is your Pat Basilia account. All of these other pages, Conscious Business, God Talk Channel, Transformation Radio, this is our network. This is your Twitter and personal account. So if you want to talk about the Kardashians, you might want to do it over here. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't, I don't understand it, right? First of all, I wouldn't, I don't talk about the Kardashian. I don't talk about people. I like to talk about things, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I like to talk about things that probably are highly, what do you call it? Controversial. What, what's the word, right? I think controversial is a good controversial. word. But I don't do chit chat very well. So when we mm-hmm. come back, I want to get some coaching from you. Okay. Right? Uh, so my team would like to say, I got to tell you, we love you dearly, but not everything is a crisis, Pat. Let's take a short break. Great. (laughs) If you guys ever saw, and you know what? I'm going to post this on Facebook. I'm going to post a picture of me playing ping pong. We'll be right back. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Learn to live in the light and unveil the authentic you with a time of healing radio with me, Felistiana, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in every third Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific as I help listeners understand sacred fusion energy and how to connect to the spirit that fuels the very life we live. Explore the journey of spiritual transcendence and ultimately discover the path to peace, love, purpose, and wholeness. For more information, visit a timeofhealing.com. 
Are you ready to create a life you'll really love? Then you'll want to tune in to the hit show Life Design Radio from Adversity to Awesome with Susan DiLorenzo. Live each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. No matter where you are in your adversity story, Life Design Radio has got you covered. Get ready to feel inspired, enlightened, and motivated. For more information about working with Susan, visit SusanDiLorenzo.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Tune in to the Astral Insider, your portal for adventure, insight, and growth with Fernando Albert. And get ready to tour the astral realm, expand your life in ways you've never imagined, and call in for the journey of your life with this world-renowned lucid dreamer, astral projectionist, psychic medium, and healer, Fernando Albert. This is every second and fourth Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you, Are you searching? Looking for a sign? A message you need to hear? From the great unknown? From the most mysterious place? That is the most familiar to your soul? In the depths of who you are? The universe puts someone here to talk to. Someone God gave a blessing to. That you may find insight with. TheAngelLady.net 1-800-323-1790 Everybody, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Uh, so look, Jane, I got to tell you two things. 1-800-930-2819, we're giving copies of the book away, so we love to do that. Love doing the copies, love giving copies of the book away. It's like one of my favorite things to do is give things away, Right. And the reason we love to do this, we've been doing it for 15 years. The first, very first show I did was an interview of a man named John Stoddard, who was the original chicken soup for this whole story. And we decided to pay things forward. And there's a lot of reasons for that. I think being homeless for me and the people that helped me not be homeless was one reason. So we've got more copies of the book to give away. The Introvert's Complete Career Guide from Landing a Job, Surviving, Thriving, and Moving Up. Um, Jane, please give out your website and then I really want to break this thing down and give some people tips and so forth. Did a fabulous job. I wish we had two hours today. Oh, great. Um, my website is Jane Finkel, one word, uh, dot com. Awesome. Okay. A couple things I want to talk to and point to, and then I'm turning it over to you. <clears throat> you put a great quiz in here. Needless to say, I know you how I fared. I, I know you know how I fared when I took your quiz. <laughs> right. right. Number one, I love chatting people up. Okay. Bottom line is, you hear me talk on radio, pretty much can go nonstop. When the show is over at noon, my team doesn't even hear from me. Right. And then it goes on and on and on. <clears throat> I am described as calm and reserved, ex except when I do things like radio and play table tennis. So help us understand what aspects of us as introverts do we need to bring out in the workplace of today? Right. Well, you know, one thing is that it's not as if it's you're, you know, it's, when you're talking about how when you're, um, at work, you, you're using your extroverted skills. So it's not like we, we're just one thing all the time. Um, and I think what is important at work, especially for introverts, and this has been my mission to advocate and help introverts uh, speak up. I think um, the most important thing is confidence. So because we're up against this culture that um, is pushing us to be use different skills. There are many extroverts or many introverts that feel as if they're, um, you know, not successful or can't be successful. So one of the things that I think happens for you is that you know we take on roles and we prepare for those roles. So you read the book and you think about it. 
And so you're asking really uh, provoking and interesting questions because you've had time to think about it. So that's one of the main keys for introverts. Um, if whether it's interviewing or whether it, they're getting ready to network, they can sit down and think really carefully about what it is they want to um, highlight. And I, in my book, I talk about the three keys for speaking up. Yep. And the first one is reflection. So natural to introverts. So you're going to go to a network networking meeting. What's the most important thing that you want to get across? What are some of your accomplishments? If you're going to a meeting, can you get the agenda in advance? You know, so you can have a chance to think about expressing an idea or asking a question. If you're interviewing, you know, being able to dig deep about not only accomplishments, challenges, um, how you've made decisions, um, what kind of person you are, so if you dig deep, which is so natural, you know, that is uh, one of the best ways for introverts to um, get ready. The next thing is once they have that opportunity to reflect and think carefully, you know, often generates lots of ideas. And then the next thing is to prepare. How are you going to organize those thoughts? Are you going to have a bulleted list in front of you? Are you going to bring your iPad? Are you going to memorize what you want to say? Are you going to do a PowerPoint? But, you know, how are you going to organize this? PowerPoint. And PowerPoint. With Sorry. images. Right. <laughs> yes, Sorry. with images. That's okay. And the last thing that I think it, so maybe the first two things extroverts do too, but the last part of practice and rehearsal, especially in the workplace, is something that is um, invaluable to introverts. So it could be, for, for myself, I talk to myself. You know, I go through things and I talk to myself, and that works for me. Oh, my God. Other people might want to get a trusted friend or colleague if they're going to interview and kind of practice and get feedback. Um, so rehearsal, and there's, if you do like technology, you can tape yourself and see how you're coming across. And I think introverts also have to watch body language. So if they're nervous, um, they may not say enough or they may kind of slink in their chair and not, you know, have really good um, eye contact. So but I think that process of really thinking things through and preparing in advance is really the key for introverts to be successful. And they don't have to change. They're actually using a lot of their qualities. So. And that's really brings me to the next point. This morning I was, you know, having my coffee. And I was kind of getting ready for my day and I have to start my day in quiet time. I mean, for whatever reason, I talk to my best friend, Linda, who is my producer every day, but not first thing when I get up. I need a moment. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll probably watch something meditative or something to give me some inspiration for my day. That's my first thing. But one of the things that I think you said, and I, I want to point to it, is how do we see the situation that we're stepping into a bit more clearly? So first of all, now I'm mindful that I'm an introvert. I'm mindful of what that means after I've read your book. I got all that. Mm -hmm. But I'm walking into a situation and everybody says, just be yourself. Right. Now, the thing I on the TV today was a number one message for women. The latest study says women by far do not know how to ask for pay raises. Now, I don't know if that's because women in general, I don't know if it has to do, but I'll tell you, for an introvert to ask for a pay raise, uh, you might as well wait for a blood moon to happen. <laughs> so well, you I see think, what I mean? Yeah. We have to yeah. know how to navigate, right. right? Right. So I think in that situation, and I, I'm going to keep going back to the advanced preparation, they can... Um, you know, write out. Sometimes what they could do is write it out first and send it in advance to say, I want to have a discussion with you about um, a pay raise. And here are some of the points, you know, I would like to discuss. So the person 
you know, they're sending it to their boss and their boss already has an overview. So sometimes that alleviates the nervousness because the communication is already opened up. And the other thing that introverts do really well is they research. So if you're going to ask for a pay raise, you have to really spend some time, you know, uh, thinking about knowing what other, you know, what are what are um, salaries, typical salaries for for people that that do your work. What have you done that um, would really has add value to the organization? That is so essential. So you're coming armed with information, um, and as I said, you're letting your boss know in advance. Um, you know, what are the things that you want to talk about? And I think it, it doesn't, doesn't mean you're not going to be nervous, but it starts the discussion. Um, and I think that can be really helpful to introverts. And also, you know, you talk about walking into a networking event, which many introverts hate, um, especially <sighs> me. I will hope that they cancel the event and then I will wake up and put on my uniform <laughs> and often I end up having a really good time. So it's just, it's the energy. It's thinking right. about it, whether I'd rather stay home and send an email or read a book. So what I've learned is, and I talk about this too in the book about recharging. So some, often when I go to a network event, I say, well, I'll stay for an hour, an hour and a half, and I'll maybe uh, focus on meeting some new people so if I leave with one new contact and has and I've had an interesting conversation, to me, that's success. If I go to an all-day conference, I'm not going to make it if I sit in that room the whole day. So what I often do is after two hours, I take a break and go to my room or I walk outside. So I think introverts can um, embrace that part of their introversion that needs to recapture their energy by just taking a walk even at work just take a walk in the hallway if you need to or go to the restroom and i say do what uh, do a victory pose um just whatever you need to do regain your energy i love that we're talking about this because i almost flunked my dissertation proposal board exams which is an oral exam and you're in front of people that my, my chair was on it. Then Susan Murphy was kind of not really, she was on my team, but very neutral. And then the gentleman that became the dean of the school who didn't like me. And it was very clear from the beginning that this was going to be an adversary situation. Even after I asked all the questions. So what they did actually helped me. In the history of my school, they've never asked anybody to leave the room more than twice so they can talk. But they did in my case. And what happened was it took me out of a very stressful situation, a very antagonistic situation. I went in the hall. I walked around the hallway twice and I went back in. And then they asked me to leave again. And so it did, it I think if I, if they did not, everybody thought, well, that was the worst thing that could happen. But for me, I walked out of the room. I said a bunch of prayers. I regained uh -huh. my stamina and I went back in. And isn't that an important message that we should give people that you're bringing in the book? See, mm -hmm. it isn't that we don't know how to be in the world. It's just that we made to be in the world, you know, a little differently, like where people expect, expect us to accelerate our dialogue. Right. We have to take a breath. Right. You know, I also think that just because somebody talks a lot, it doesn't mean they have good ideas. And there's power in quiet and solitude. You know, when you're quiet, you have time to think through problems or come up with something innovative um, or just think about a new approach to uh, something that's going on in work. So I think we, I think as a culture, we put too much emphasis on action and talking. I mean, look at all the ads on TV, people on bicycles, people in large groups. You don't see many ads where somebody's just sitting quietly reading a book or just basically thinking. So 
it, it it's so true. Um, you know, one of the things, Jane, I wanted to talk to you about, and I know we've got a short time left, is now that you've written the book mm-hmm. and you're presenting it and you're talking about it, mm-hmm. how do you describe today's workplace versus the workplace of five, maybe 10 years ago? What have you seen uh, change in it that really prompted you to bring this conversation forward? I think that's a great question. I think, well, I, we're in the age of acceleration. And that means that uh, we're driven by technology. I mean, we've talked about technology and how it impacts both of us in our careers. And that's not going to change. And I think that people are having companies and people are having trouble staying on top of it. And once you think you're on top of it, then it changes. And also it's causing so much turmoil where companies are merging with each other or they're closing down. And so I think it's not a very stable workplace. And what that means is that we all have to be self-directed because we think, you know, everything's okay. And then the next day they lay you off. Um, so being self-directed means you have to take care of your career. And part of taking care of your career is learning to speak up and learning to take initiative. Um, and also, but the parts of introversion also play a role because it's companies are looking for people who can solve problems, bring innovation, and you just really have to excel at what you do. Performance mm-hmm. is key and how you add value. Um, so I think those are some of the most important things that, um, you know, when you look at what's going on today. Um, kind of the last question, but an important one. I, I also had to learn somewhere along the way how to figure out who the person was that I was going to work with whether it's on a team or whether it's playing table tennis or whether it's at a meeting or a client or on a panel, you know, now here I am, I have a sense of who I am. I've read your book, but now there is me in the world or me on a team. We're all working on teams now. Right. How important is it for us to size up our teammates? Well, I think relationships at work are pretty essential and they will define in the long run your ability to succeed. So I think it's very important. Probably your most important relationship is your boss because they have the power to keep you or send you away. Yeah. So I think uh, working really hard and sometimes we I'm everybody has a difficult boss story, but I think that that one you should that requires a lot of work and you have to make sure that you have a, a open communication with your boss. Um, you know, being able to say, what do you expect me to accomplish or what are some your major challenges and how can I help? Um, and what should I, you know, what about your management style and what's the best way to communicate with you? Also, I think it's important to build relationships, not just with your colleagues, but administrative staff because they can be really valuable. They communicate with your boss and with other people and they see how you behave and they can obviously give some feedback to the boss or senior leaders if you're not behaving. Yeah. Um, And I, you know, for introverts, this, I had this experience too, where I didn't, I was very friendly, but I didn't initiate relationships. I didn't ask people to lunch and I had to learn to do that. So I think, you know, when you're in a job, take five minutes, just maybe five minutes every day, go into somebody's office and just have like a conversation about a movie you saw or the weather, whatever. But those are kind of easy ways to build relationships. And hopefully one or two of them will feel like you do want to develop more of a relationship and maybe the next stage would be to go to lunch. So, but I I think relationships really uh, play are an important theme in building your career. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, look, I think everything that we've talked about and certainly what you've outlined in books, in the book, 
we have to really take in and put a game plan together for ourselves. Because, you know, the thing that I'm really struck by is as you're mentioning all of those things, I'm starting to break out in a sweat. And so what that means is we have to we have to look at the range and say, what's most important to me today? Um, asking a client out to lunch, probably a good idea if you want the client to come back. And I mean, you offer so many different things. Um, I think the last question, and we only have a couple of, of minutes left. Okay. Mastering the interview has got to be, if you get to that point, it's got to be super important. But I would imagine that an introvert may not have as hard a time as people think, right? Exactly. So, I mean, the only thing, the only problem they may um, present is if they're nervous and they don't say enough. But again, we talked about practice and they'll be fine. So because they dig deep, they often come up with very insightful responses. So again, if they think about their accomplishments or how they made decisions, if they just do a good review, the other thing that they'll probably do really well is research the employer. They'll yeah. Google, they'll you know, find out, they'll ask other people, um, but yeah. they will really dig deep. And then often what they do um, especially well is they come up with really good questions. Because, again, they've really spent a lot of time researching and thinking about things really carefully. Wow. So much you've been able to put in the book. I mean, and, of course, you're available to coach people as well. I want to ask you this last question. Please let everyone know how they can find out more, also how they can get a copy of the book. And, and I wanted to ask you, you know, what your personal message is for people today. What would you like to leave us with today? Well, I, I think my most important message for introverts is to embrace your introversion and sprinkle in your extroverted, sprinkle in extroverted skills and you can be as successful as anyone out there. Wow. And you can, yeah, and you can um, get my, you can find out more about my book on my website. It's um, janefinkel.com and it's available on Amazon on Barnes and Noble, um, and in bookstores now. So awesome. Jane, thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking this on. Um, thank you so much for really pretty much addressing every aspect of this, including negotiating the job offer for those folks out there. If you're probably thinking, yeah, how do I even navigate through that? I think it's important. Um, and again, you touched upon something else in the book we didn't talk about very much, but that my research focuses on, and that is number one priority, you must build a relationship with your immediate boss, a Absolutely. good relationship. Okay. Uh, thank you for that, all of the above. Jane Finkel, everybody. Thank you, Jane. Thank you so much. Okay. My we're gonna, pleasure. We're going to take a short break. Mr. Benny, we'll be right back. We're going to talk about courage to be seen. We'll be right, right. back. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.